The BRICS Report, China. And we say good morning to Dr. Martin Davies, Managing Director, Emerging Markets in Africa at Deloitte. Uh, Martin, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Africa. Good to, good to be here. We start with uh, really the big story over the last uh, week or so, uh, Boeing fearing Trump fallout over China. Yes, Africa, you may not have heard of these uh, so-called challenger airlines, uh, Shaman, Nine Air, Donghai, Rayleigh, Hainan, these are all leading Chinese airlines, which over the course of the next 20 years will be spending a trillion dollars on airplanes. Now, clearly, Boeing and Airbus would be the major recipients of these, and apparently the numbers are astronomical. 6,180 aircraft to be bought by Chinese airlines uh, in the next 20 years or so. So clearly, you may have heard about Trump's recent phone call to the Taiwanese president has really upset Beijing, offended the so-called One China principle of recognizing the single seat of the Chinese government, i.e. Beijing, over Taiwan. And already we've seen frictions of you know, Donald Trump's rhetoric around sort of China's currency manipulation and a, and, a, and a budding trade war, effectively. And the company, which probably, which has always been the forefront of, of, of U.S. foreign policy, arguably, is Boeing. And that could be bearing the brunt of... of um, uh, of, of this fallout in relations. And ultimately what Beijing does is play, pretty much play the Europeans, i.e. Airbus, against the Americans, i.e. Boeing in this case. But uh, I think undoubtedly many U.S. companies are, which have built up significant sort of market shares and uh, market presence in China really feel the fear, like most of us do, I think, the, the Trump fallout. It's going to be a very long four years, Martin. Uh, the Chinese president uh, is to attend the Davos meeting in um, Davos meeting rather in January. Yeah, I think picking up, it's a bit of a what should we say, Africa, a bit of a power vacuum, is it, between sort of Barack Obama's uh, sort of retirement and the inauguration of Donald Trump. The Chinese are stepping up and filling that geopolitical space. Effectively, Davos is coming up again in mid-Jan, the, the annual uh, World Economic Forum's uh, meeting in Switzerland. And for the first time ever, President Xi Jinping, a Chinese president, will be attending with a very sizable um, Chinese business entourage. This is not normal. China's always been sort of arguably very underrepresented at Davos. But I think Xi Jinping, the, the Chinese are stepping up, looking to sort of almost, should we say, usurp, replace, undermine uh, sort of the U.S.'s global leadership role. And I think uh, the Chinese... Um, have seen the opportunity and, and are, certainly, are certainly doing it. And uh, I think we're, seeing, we're going to see it going forward far more proactive, far more sort of aspirations towards leadership from the Chinese government. And that makes a very interesting geopolitical times ahead. No, without a doubt. It was only a matter of time, I suppose, before we see uh, China establishing a military base in Africa. Yeah, all these stories to the Africa seem to be uh, seem to be related. It's uh, the Chinese have established early, actually early this year. They started constructing their first ever overseas military facility, and guess where it is? It's in Africa. It's in a small little country called Djibouti, which uh, is about a small place, about the size of Wales, apparently. Uh, strategically located at the southern entrance of the of the Red of the Red Sea, <clears throat> and uh, en route to the Suez Canal. It's it's uh, sandwiched between Ethiopia, uh, Eritrea, and Somalia, and already we have U.S., French. Uh, Japanese naval bases, military installations already in Djibouti. Uh, the Chinese, uh, one of the leading Chinese state-owned construction companies, recently finished a, a very strategic rail link from Addis Ababa in Ethiopia through to the Red Sea in Djibouti, about 800 kilometers long. So certainly it's almost like the gateway, the linkage from for, for sort of Chinese uh, Chinese presence from the Red Sea, Middle East, linking into Africa, into, into, into Ethiopia. So it really is, I think, a, a major development, and it hasn't really been picked up by, arguably, by, by the news on the side of South Africa. And I think the real, the real conversation is, 
what are the common interests, perhaps um, geostrategic interests, is that the word, between South Africa and China? And how do we look, you know, to collaborate in peacekeeping operations, uh, peacemaking operations, potentially uh, multilateral collaboration in this part of the world? But clearly, South Africa, you know, we are, we're in the southern tip of the continent, and uh, you know, China's been far more building a significant presence in Mozambique, traditionally Liberia, Sudan, South Sudan, peacekeeping operations. And now Djibouti, what does it mean for us? I think a very interesting conversation there. All very important questions. Martin Davis, thank you very much. As always, Managing Director, Emerging Markets in Africa at Deloitte and Tush. Now, to celebrate the 106th anniversary of the BMW South African Open Championship in January at the Glendower Golf Club, 702 and BMW are giving you a chance to be part of this prestigious event. If you can answer a very simple golf question, I'll be asking not too far from now and be the seventh caller, uh, you could win yourself two tickets to the BMW VIP Hospitality facility at the BMW SA Open. Uh, This is really a prize for golf lovers. So the golfing question will be slightly tricky but not too difficult. I'm sure when John Robbie comes back, hopefully tomorrow, he'll give you some slightly more difficult questions when it comes to golf. Um, It's all in celebration of the 106th anniversary of the BMW South African Open Championship in January.